In our gospel reading today, from the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 14, we have Jesus giving us the parable of the banquet. He tells this story. He said there was a certain man who created and made way for this grand banquet to take place. And he sent out invitations all over the place for people to come. We're told the one who is setting this banquet is the Heavenly Father. And that through his servant in the parable of the banquet, Jesus Christ our Lord, through his birth, life, death, resurrection, and ascension, it is Jesus Christ who makes the banquet ready. The Father prepares the hall, the Son makes the banquet ready, and now the time has come. And so the Father calls the servant in. He says, go out, and all those to whom I've given invitations, tell them the time is ready. Come into the banquet. And as he goes out making this announcement, one by one, those who are invited start coming up with excuses not to come in. I can't come to the banquet because of this. I can't come to the banquet because of that. Even one says, I, I just got married. I can't come into the banquet into which you have invited me. And the servant reports this back to his master, and the master becomes angry, we're told. And he says, okay, go into the lanes of the city. Go to the poor. Go to those who are lame, maimed, in need. Go out and invite them to come in. And we're told that many came in. And when the servant checks the banquet hall, he sees that there's still much room in the banquet hall. So he goes and reports back to the master. And the master says, go to the highways. Go even further. Go to the highways. Go to the hedges. Go out and compel them to come in so that my household may be full. Now, when we read the church fathers on the parable of the banquet, we find typically two lines of teaching. One I'll give you very quickly. The other one I think is our focus for the day, but they're both wonderful teachings. And the first one is this. As the banquet hall is being prepared, those to whom had already received the invitations, that many of which made excuses why they can't come in, those were God's own chosen people of the old covenant that had been with him always. And the announcement, the invitation, as Christ would come, first comes to the Jews, to the Hebrews. And many believed, but there were many that didn't, and even many that would crucify him. And so then the gospel would go forth to the Gentiles. We see this in the life of St. Paul as well. Everywhere he would go, he would go first to the Hebrews, and then he would go to the Gentiles. But the teaching for us to focus on by the fathers has more to do with this aspect of their eyes on this parable. They say that through this parable, we can see something very clearly of the nature of God and we need to learn from it. Because it is what we are to become. And the second part of their teachings is what does it show us looking at the nature of God? What does it show us about ourselves? And so we begin looking with the, at the nature of God through the parable of the banquet. What is the father doing? And what is the servant doing in cooperation? They created this great banquet to share all that the master has with all those who had come as invited into the banquet. They are sharing of themselves. They are calling those outside of the banquet to come in and enjoy everything that they have. So it shows us that the heart of God is twofold. Number one, he desires 
that all whom He has created to come to Himself, to come in and be part of His household, to be adopted sons and daughters, so that as they come into this great banquet, which is the kingdom of God, so that as they come into this great banquet, they may enjoy all that God is and all that He has to offer. He is the God who His love is so immeasurable that He desires, as we hear in the comfortable words, that none be lost. This is the heart of God. St. Cyril of Alexandria speaks to this when he says this about this parable. He says, what was the nature of the invitation? Come. Look, all things are ready. God the Father has prepared in Christ gifts for the inhabitants of the whole world. Through Christ, He bestowed the forgiveness of sins. Through Christ, the cleansing away of all defilement. Through Christ, the very communion of the Holy Spirit. The glorious adoption as children and the kingdom of heaven. St. Cyril is pointing out all that the heart of God desires to offer those who are living in a world as a result of the fall and have the condition of the illness of the soul within them because of that fall. The heart of the Father is to chase after them, to invite them, and to set a table, a banquet prepared for them that may come in and find healing and find health in time of need. This is the heart of the Father. Our Lord Jesus Christ says of Himself in St. Luke in chapter 19, this is where we truly see Christ as the servant in the parable. Jesus says of himself, the son of man has come into the world to seek and save that which was lost. The heart of God is to bring them in. The heart demonstrated through the son is to come the incarnation, God becoming man in flesh to go and seek all of those who are lost them into the great banquet. The Father sets the banquet. The banquet is ready by the Son. The invitations have now gone forth. And you have heard me say, and quote from Metropolitan John of Albania, you've heard this many times, and you'll hear it many, many times again, because I think it so accurately shows us again something about the nature of God and His intended purpose within us. When Metropolitan John of Albania said that the church of God does not have a mission. The God of mission has a church. The God of mission. The God who desires mankind to be healthy and whole and redeemed and restored all in Him and enjoy fellowship with Him at His banquet. The God of mission has a church. Which brings us to what we see about ourselves in the parable of the great banquet. This is the heart of God and God is the Father. And our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son, is the servant who extended all the invitations. Who are we in this parable? My friends, you and I are the living invitations to the banquet of salvation. I'm going to say that again. Because you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, having come to the banquet yourselves, having tasted of the life and the freedom and the healing of Christ, you have become, and we are to be, the living invitations of God to the banquet of salvation. Jesus was first among us. He came and He brought the kingdom near to all. 
the kingdom of heaven manifest on earth as it was in heaven. And now he calls us and sends us to be those who bear God within us and deliver God and his salvation through us to all those who are around us. And we start seeing this play out. We start seeing God's people become these blessed living invitations all through the Gospels, even when Jesus was still with them. Remember when Jesus took his 70 disciples and he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And he said, I want you to go into the nearby cities and villages. I don't want you to take hardly anything with you. But I want you to go into the nearby villages and I want you to preach that the kingdom of God has come near. I want you to offer my peace to every household that you come into. And I want you to heal those who are in need of healing. And so the 70 disciples went off, now becoming these blessed living invitations. And they come back rejoicing because everything God had sent them to do was done in and through them. Because Christ was with them by the Holy Spirit. And they came back rejoicing and they come to Jesus and they say, Lord, Lord. Even the demons had to flee from us everywhere that we went. And Jesus said, I know I saw Satan fall like lightning. And you understand that when he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning, he wasn't talking about the beginning when Satan fell. He was talking about the fact that he was with his 70 disciples in spirit. And everywhere they went, by their command, by the authority that Christ had given, by the power of God within each of the living invitations, people were healed. The demons had to flee, and the peace of God came to the homes that welcomed them. We see this in the Great Commission, just before our Lord Jesus Christ would ascend. Jesus sends out the living invitations when he would tell them to go into all the world. Go into all the world and make disciples of all mankind, baptizing them and teaching them to be my disciples. And they would become living invitations. And at Pentecost, which we celebrated just three weeks ago, our Lord God would pour out His Holy Spirit upon all of those there, all of His disciples. And they would go into the streets, having now become the living invitations. And that very day, 3,000 people would be baptized and come into the banquet hall and begin to feast with our Heavenly Father on that one day. And this is where we are today, my friends. In the grand scheme of everything, you and I are the continuation of these living invitations to the great banquet that we see in our gospel reading today. I want to give you just very briefly three means of encouragement or instruction. How is it that we can grow in the nature of God, this God who reaches out, who seeks and saves the lost, who invites and brings in those who are destitute of spirit, broken and in need of great healing, which means all those outside of the ark of salvation. How do we grow in this nature and become these living invitations? I read an article years ago by Father Joseph Honeycutt. Father Joseph is a priest with St. Joseph in Houston, Texas. And he summed up the Father's teachings on the, our fulfilling as the church and each living stone, the Great Commission. And he summed it up. He said, do you want the Great Commission fulfilled in and through your life? He said, do three things. And he had given them to you. The first is this. Live an absolute life of repentance daily before God. Live honestly in your relationship, your fellowship before God. To where he can show you the ways that you are not like him. So that you can by repentance return to your true and whole self. 
by the healing of the Holy Spirit. Live a life of repentance. Secondly, he said this, be present to God at all times. Now we know God is present with us at all times. We are infinitely not present with God at all times. St. Paul says pray without ceasing. What St. Paul is saying, commune with your heavenly Father by Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Commune with your heavenly Father at all times. Be present with God. And having been present with God, the third thing he says is simply this. Now be present with people. Be present with people. Sounds so simple, but it's not. We struggle with our own flesh. We struggle with our own distractions. We struggle with our own humanity. But live a life of repentance. So we go back again to what St. Seraphim of Sorrow says. Acquire the spirit. Acquire the spirit of peace and thousands around you will be saved. Live a life of repentance. Be present with God. And you will become like Him by those two things. And having become like Him, simply be present in this world. Be mindful, like last week, let the blinders come off of our eyes so that we can see the people around us as our Heavenly Father sees us. And He will communicate that through our fellowship with Him. And then here's what will happen as you're present with people. Not by your own wisdom, not by these own, your own sweet words, not even by your own actions, but it will be God by the Holy Spirit through you that will extend His invitation in the way that He needs to to those around you. You're responsible to remain in Him. And you're responsible to live amongst this world. He is responsible to save it. Live in repentance. Be present with God. Be present with people. And the household become more and more full as they come into the great banquet. In the name of the Father and of the Son.